0: Good blessed day to you all, and a very warm welcome to the Greylit Cafe podcast, brought to you by Frontinus Limited. Frontinus is a communications consultancy focused on engineering, infrastructure, sustainability, and research. With you today is Inji Musa, political scientist and teaching associate at Cambridge University, and I'm very honoured to be accompanied by Mr. Anthony Haynes, creative director of Frontinus. In this edition of our podcast, which focuses on word clouds, greeting, Mr. Anthony. Greetings, NG. So to start, I must confess that my knowledge of word cloud is very limited. And while they have always fascinated me when I see one, as I'm fond of mind maps, which look a bit similar, I never Mm. really invested much time in learning about them. So I'm quite looking forward today to kind of hear from (laughs) an expert on what word clouds means and how to use them. So maybe to start, what do we really mean by word cloud?
1: Well, simply... um... A visual array of words so you take words from let's say a text or a document and you present them on the page often in rather random order or apparently random order Um, so it's like a cloud burst of words on the page and there are slightly different approaches to this some word clouds are created by using every word in a text so researchers who are interested in language will often do that they create a word cloud which is comprehensive. I I tend to use word clouds that are selective, like I I select key key phrases and I create a word cloud from that. But either way, there's a, a sort of a, an array of words without syntax, if you like. And depending on the design package, you might use a, a whole range of different colours for words and different sizes of the words. So that's another option.
0: Okay, if I may just on this point of size, Mm. because this has always, I have always wondered what the sizes actually mean. Are they like Mm. priority or what do the different sizes actually indicate from your own kind of usage of the cloud?
1: Well, I think different people have different approaches. So some people Mm. will actually use software that just randomizes the sizes. Mm. Um, I actually like using size to indicate which words are important. Um, And to do that, I actually of uh, if it's important, I often pay a designer to do that, actually, and I tell them, here are the words that I want to be most prominent in the word cloud, but that's not essential.
0: Excellent. Okay. And where would we use or kind of place a word cloud in your work?
1: Well, I use them in lots of places. I like using them with publications. So when I worked full-time in book publishing, one of the designers I worked with often produced um front covers of books with word clouds on. And I really liked the idea because I thought they you know when someone picks a book up to look at it, it tells them instantly what kind of things are covered in that book. Mm. Um similarly when I published a white paper, I put a word cloud right at the top of the white paper. So without even needing to read any of it, people can just see what's covered in it. I use it online uh, again to communicate information quickly. So the as I speak, the the, the web page that we currently have on on Buzzsprout for this podcast has a word cloud, so it just mm. tells people here's the kind of things that we cover. After all, not not everyone knows the phrase grey literature, or they're not very familiar with it. So actually, having a way of explaining well, this is what we're talking about, is useful. And I use it in training courses. So I will often, if I'm using slides, I will often make the first slide just a word cloud rather than a boring old title Mm -hmm. and it means that as people come in and sit down they can look at the word cloud and think oh yeah those are the kind of things that we're going to be covering today Mm. and I often use it at the end of things as well as Mm. at the beginning so in a training course I might make the final slide a word cloud and what that means is it's a bit of a way of just recapping and saying here's what we've covered but there might be some words on the word cloud that we haven't covered and it gives people a chance to ask questions about it and say, you know, I notice you've got this word on the word. Can, I, how do, can you explain how that how does that get into the story? What's that got to do with everything?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I attended, obviously, a lot of your workshops and trainings before. And that has always been a very stimulating uh, intellectually, but also with questions and conversation. It's like open doors mm-hmm. for lots of communication in that respect. Right. Um, and on that note, kind of, I wonder why do you use them in the first place? Like what advantages do they bring to the different platforms that you use them in?
1: Okay. Well, let me say here, i I want to advertise word clouds. I really like them. I think they're fantastic. I think they should be used a lot more. And so what, why do I say that? Well, I think most people just find them attractive you know, and intriguing. And, and the, the use of different shapes and colours just means they, they they kind of suck you in a bit and they just look nice in a way that, you know, a contents page or an abstract doesn't yeah. particularly yeah. look stimulating. So I think that visual stimulation. I like the instant display of things. So I like this fact that you read them without even deciding to read them. You just find yourself reading them. But what I also like is the way that it gives people words. It gives people a vocabulary, a lexicon, rather than just a conceptual plan. So let me explain what I mean by that. In the sectors that I work in, sectors like engineering and uh, infrastructure, I find that sometimes people don't pay enough attention to words. So They focus a lot on ideas, concepts logic and argument and sometimes treat the choice of words as rather you know rather trivial thing and actually in communication words matter a heck of a lot so i like creating word clouds where i I decide well which words am i going to use here and then i'll I'll give you an example are are we going to talk about frameworks or are we going to talk about models which, which we're going to talk about and so i'll choose a word put it on the word cloud and then i will use it consistently so that's the word i've chosen for the document of a training course or whatever so i find it helps me um it helps me decide and then stick to choices of words
0: excellent Okay, and kind of that, again, leads me to ask, how do you construct one then? Because it sounds kind of very interesting, right? And I, I'm sure our audience would uh, like to give it a try. So any advice on how to actually move from, from appreciating them by looking at them uh, <laughs> to actually uh, try maybe creating some of them? So any advice on this and on that end?
1: Well, there, there are lots of apps available online, uh, including lots of free free cost apps yeah. um and so i i would invite anyone just to google that and, and see what comes up with because some people like some programs and other people like others yeah. um, i think it's uh i i a, an option is to use a designer and i mentioned earlier i sometimes do that it depends how important i think the word cloud is i should say that quite a lot of Um, graphic designers are perfectly capable of creating word clouds easily so it isn't usually a very expensive um, operation Um, I think uh, the thing to think about is whether you have control over the size of words some programs allow you to do that some not so much Mm. Um, and whether you have how much control you have over the the color palette so that might guide your use of um that might guide whether you use a designer and also which app that you use to create uh word clouds.
0: Wow, that's very interesting. Okay, maybe one more thing that um again seeing how passionate you are about it, how mm. much you like <laughs> it, is kind of I wonder maybe what purposes kind of do they serve yeah. for you in particular, like how do you use them in practice?
1: Okay, I use them partly to prompt myself. Um I improvise a lot when I'm doing a presentation or a training course. I don't like to follow a script. So I give myself a leeway, some leeway. But then I can glance at the word cloud and think, now, what have I not covered? And does that matter? Like sometimes I just want to leave stuff out. And other times I think, actually, I should have mentioned something about that. So I find the word cloud is an instant reminder to me of the kinds of things that I can improvise on in a presentation. I also think it's useful to give the indication to the audience. It's a way of saying to the audience, here are the kinds of things I'm expecting to cover, or at the very least, here are the kind of things that we could cover that might come out of today. And that leads me to another point, which is it prompts questions. So if you display a slide with a word cloud, members of the audience start thinking, what have those words got to do with each other? To give you an example, I run a course on at a university on critical thinking, and so we use a lot of words like proposition, statement, um, analysis, logic, all these kind of words. <clears throat> and I also put on the word cloud the word charity,
0: mm.
1: and that always makes people think, why is that word on there? Is that a mistake? And they try and puzzle it out. And so it prompts them to think. So then you've got an engagement with your audience, and often it prompts questions. You know, people will say, mm-hmm. "That word charity, what's that doing here?" So in a way, you're not controlling their questions, but you you're giving you are giving them a steer. You're steering your audience in a certain direction. Mm,
0: definitely, I can I can definitely relate, and I think maybe um, just one thing that I would. I can personally take and encourage me to to use that uh, word uh, to use word cloud would be in my teaching so we mm. talked today about presentation about trainings uh, but like in teaching especially in small group teaching sometimes uh, when students come with prepared work like the essays etc and um, we speak about something but I liked how you said in the presentation you have this to kind of remind yourself of the topics but also if you even you don't have time to to kind of cover everything. yes. And I find maybe if I leave my student with a word cloud, just to highlight the words and the key terms and that respect, the themes that, even if we don't cover during the session, please make sure to ensure that you're going to, into the exam, preparing for the exam, you have covered all these uh, and at least know about them. So I think that's very, um, very helpful to be honest.
1: And in fact, interesting, listening to you has just reminded me of a, a final advantage that i just finish it, which is particularly if you're dealing with someone who's um, uh, speaking a second language
0: mm.
1: or an additional language, or well, sometimes they mishear words or they're not quite clear what word it is that you're saying. Or, <clears throat> I mean, one of the key things I do in my critical thinking course is I introduce new words that are not le- necessarily part of the the student's active vocabulary and therefore just seeing a thing written down that's reassuring that's helpful for them
0: completely agree completely agree well I must come conf- as I confessed at the beginning of my very limited knowledge about worked cloud I must admit that I have now learned a lot from our conversation today <laughs> and I pray that our audience have equally found it insightful and enriching. so honestly thank you so much Uh, Mr. Anthony for this insightful edition on uh, word cloud thank you
1: thank you very much Inji
0: thank you and thank you all for listening this was Inji Musa with Anthony Haynes Grey Lit Cafe is edited by Dr. Bart Hallmark and produced by Frontinus Limited Frontinus specializes in grey literature forms such as proposals publications papers and reports the music is from Handel's water music courtesy of the united states marine band and marine chamber orchestra see you next time bye